Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Look at that. Bulls have won three games in a row, two against Charlotte, one against Houston. They're getting closer and closer to full strength. Patrick Williams was back against the Rockets. Seeing some good signs here the last few games as they enter a stretch that they should do pretty well in. Going to look at a few different angles of it on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee Vol C.J. Watson. C.J., three in a row. The record's 18-21. and 21. Don't look now. The Bulls are the nine seed in the standings. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're playing great, man. As long as they get back to five hundred, I think anything can happen. I just want to be around five hundred, but I don't want this. And I'll talk about this later. I don't want this to be one of those. Hey, we can make a run. No, you can't. This is an <laughs> it's an interesting spot in the schedule. I feel like, and that's why the conversation is going to go a few different ways over the next couple of weeks here. And like I said, there's a few different angles we're going to look at. But before anything else, I'm going to tell you about our great sponsor, BetOnline.ag. NFL playoffs are right around the corner. They start this weekend, Super Wild Card weekend. NBA season is in full swing as well. BetOnline has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information at any time. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember, use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's B-L-E-A-V. Hit that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. There are a few different specials that you can bet on over at Bet Online that I think will interest some Chicago sports fans and even just football fans in general because you can actually bet on what the Bears will do with the number one pick in the NFL draft. Or if you're into college, in case you haven't heard, the greatest of all time stepped down, is retiring. Nick Saban stepped down from Alabama. Kalen DeBoer at Washington is the favorite right now as of Thursday afternoon to take over at Alabama. I have my thoughts on that, but this is a basketball show, so we'll keep that at bay. You can bet on that at Bet Online. Remember, use that promo code BLEAV, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to buy our shirt as well. Jordan Pippinani at the last dance shop.believe.com. Support the rapidly growing list of shows on the Believe Network, but to support our show, Jordan Pippinani at the last dance shop.believe.com. The link is in my social media bios. Amid everything that happened on Wednesday, it was a very newsy day around sports in general. I mean, you got the Nick Saban news, you got the Bears messing up their coaching staff because that's what they do. The Bulls played a basketball game. They took the Rockets to overtime. Actually, the Rockets took them to overtime because the Bulls had a big lead at one point. And Bulls held on to win. That's a good sign. It's one of those games where, you know, early in the year, maybe even last year, I don't think they win that game. They... I mean, they had a big lead. I think it was at least a double-digit lead at one point. It yeah. vanished. They went to overtime. They rallied when they needed to. It's a good sign seeing this team perform well in the clutch. Yeah, they're 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 fully developing. They're uh, showing growth. Uh, like you said, uh, maybe last year or, or the year before that, uh, up 16, uh, it's kind of deflating when you let a team come back. Then you go into overtime. You probably lose that game. But now I think they're growing. Uh, Zach's playing well. Um, all star, all five starters were in double figures. So I think. 
uh, it's a it's a great sign for the Bulls. Yeah, everybody played well. Zach looks good in yeah. the offense. It was one of those things when when he was gone, they were playing a little bit more selfless play. You've got a little bit more passing. Seems like he's fit in well to that. He had a line. This is Zach Levine's stat line: twenty-five points, thirteen rebounds, and seven assists against the Rockets. That to me shows. And again, you've got a Houston's three and twelve on the road. This is a team that's not good away from home. Then again, neither are the Bulls. But three and twelve on the road, you kind of got to take the opponent. It still seems like Zach is buying into what Billy Donovan wants this offense to be and what the success was while he was out. Yeah, I think so. I think he's also taking a look in the mirror and say, you know, the team was playing better without me. I'm sure he heard the rumors, you know, people uh, talking uh, that they're playing better without him. So I'm sure he came back, you know, not want to mess anything up. <laughs> he just wanted to go out there, you know, and just be a part of the team and just help the team, but also, you know, increases uh, his trade uh, status. So I think uh, that's what he did. He's playing better uh, decisiveness, uh, making taking better shot selection. And uh, he's just playing better overall. You see him improving as, a, as an overall player. See, it, I don't even think it's an improving his trade stock. It's getting a trade stock, period. Because yeah. there has been no market. I mean, since he got hurt, that, that didn't help things, the fact that he got mm-hmm. hurt when he did. But even with a few games back, Jake Fisher at Yahoo, right before we started recording here on this Thursday, Jake Fisher reported that there's still no market for Zach Levine because of that contract. And... If the bowl, if the asking price is too high, teams aren't going to take on that salary. But that's why if he's if he's going to start playing well and prove to a team like the Lakers or even yeah. if the Warriors want to buy, we'll get to them right. at the end of the show. We do a rumor roundup today. But if some team wanting to buy needs a secondary scoring option, if he can prove right now that he can score and facilitate in a way, maybe that changes things because it's still way too quiet on the Western Front. And I think there's other dominoes that are going to fall, but Zach is kind of playing for a few different things right now. Yeah, I think, like I said, if you can you can be playing like this, uh, he's going to improve his uh, his trade status. Uh, if he can be a scorer, if he can be a facilitator, playmaker, and not just looking to score, uh, any team, like I said, any contender is going to going to need him, going to want him. Yeah, I mean the Lakers have been thrown around as a big name to watch. I mean, with their situation, they could use. That other scoring option, I feel like they sometimes, I mean, when they play the Bulls even, it just felt like they needed that one more guy and they can make a run now. It's an interesting dynamic in L.A. right now, as we talked about last week. Doesn't sound like Darvin Ham's going anywhere, though, which I think would have been a surprise if anything did happen. But that's a team to keep an eye on. Uh, The Bulls and Lakers play again. Is that next week or the week after? It's coming up that the Bulls and Lakers play again. But yeah, Zach Levine is one of the names around the league people are watching and it's a good too from a mental standpoint that you mentioned hearing all the noise that you know oh they're playing better without him because i mean i raised my hand i absolutely said that <laughs> I, it's because they were they look like a different team and that's a good in a good way yeah. without him but now you've got the noise of its trade <clears throat> season too the fact that he's playing so well after coming back from the injury that's an even better sign if trade trade stuff aside in terms of what could happen next with that swirling around, he's still focused on playing his game and buying in and playing better. Yeah, I think so too. And like I said, he's just trying to be a better player. I feel like and uh, just improve and hopefully fit in with his his role in this team. Um, like I said, everyone's seen and everyone heard how good they were playing without him, and hopefully he he can come back and do the same thing. And that's what he's showing right now. He's making better shots. He's making big time shots and big time plays. And that's what uh you know this team needs from him and whatever new team he's gonna get in the future. <laughs> Two weeks, by the way, until the Bulls and the Lakers play again. That was a week off. It just, it's this time of year. The schedule gets 
you're in you're in season that's like okay you know opponents are coming up and they've yeah. got both have an interesting stretch coming up here but i want to do one one more thing here about the state of this team i mentioned at the top of the show and i mentioned it the other day too i don't want this to turn into hey we're 18 and 21 now we were 5 and 14 can we make a run at the playoffs with our current roster but the future doesn't look bright from a draft pick standpoint do you think there's a chance that the conversation starts shifting away from a retool slash rebuild, whatever definition you want? Or do you think they still, even with the winning they've done recently, need to move on from a couple guys? I think if they continue to win, I think they kind of stand put. I mean, I know you don't like that stance, but I think it's a, it's a good one. Like I said, you're winning and uh, everyone's buying in. Everyone's playing better. Um, the energy around the building, around the locker room is, is better, like I said, and they're winning. So I, I think, uh, definitely, I can see that happening because you know last year at the trade deadline they didn't do anything, so we all thought they should have, but didn't do anything. Um, but I, I think if this continues this way it is, I think they might stand put and make a run for it. Even with no draft picks in the future, like the draft capital going forward, it's not. You're it. I don't. I don't want to get too tunnel vision and like, hey, let's focus on twenty four here. No, I wanna, right. I'm trying to look two years down the line. Like, yeah, yeah. I know there's a balancing act you have to follow. But right. winning this year, I don't feel like accomplishes anything. Uh, I agree with you too, like from that standpoint. But also, you got to look at, um, you know, if they do stand put, uh, all these players are probably aging. You know, Demar's getting older, Vooch is getting older. So, yeah. you know, I, I agree with you on that point where you got to go and try to get some draft picks and trade some of these assets away. Um, like I said, uh, I don't. If you're winning like this, you go on a four or five game win streak and you, you know, keep that up. Uh, maybe lose one or two and then go back on another four or five game win streak. Um, I'm not too biased on that just to stay in put and you know just playing it out <laughs> i again i see the argument i do and i just pulled up the list of like draft picks they have coming up this year uh that they have a top 14 protected pick so i i believe if i've got this right that pick will go to the blazers if it's outside the top 14 now last year they didn't have a first round pick and you heard me whining and complaining about that for about three weeks straight I think right. it took me. Yeah, just a couple. So you, you could be. It, it was. It, I was. I was. I could have gone on for two. I could have gone on two, two months about it. I could have gone on even longer. But if you're looking at if this team's going to try and make the playoffs, you're looking at another year without a first round pick. Yeah. I don't see. I don't see how the success with this group, the continuity. I under. And I've been. I mean, I've said it. Play in playoff experience is valuable. Yeah. Is it going? Is this group going to win a championship? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like you said, I, I agree with you on that part where you got to try to build for the future and get some some draft picks and some guys to, to build around and try to see who your franchise player is going to be. Obviously, you know, it's not going to be Zach. So got to move on from that and, and go in a different direction. So I definitely think you got to move on. But like I said, it's tough. I'm, I'm glad I'm not in the position to, to make those decisions. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, because the, the young guys weren't playing so well without Zach. And that's where I think the Zach injury is a good thing you never want anyone to get hurt but the All response right. to the injury is what i'm talking about this team could have easily they were five and 14 they just got the doors blown off by the celtics could have rolled over let's tank for the number one pick let's get isaiah collier ron holland the kid from right. france whose name i can never remember like <laughs> it, whatever you want to do they rally they prove that this is a good core and they might they need some big guns they yeah. need some star power but the group that you have I'd be fine with a play-in appearance, but again, you're still risking not having a first-round pick. Maybe yeah, I value always... too much. I don't know. Am I trying to be Nick Presti too much? I don't. I don't know. 
no, it's a, it's a great way to look at it. You, I think you got to look at it both sides uh, when you're making decisions like that. Um, and it's a, it's a tough one. Um, like I said, it's just, I'm just happy I don't have to do it because it's definitely yeah. going to be, uh, uh, you know, a tough decision when it comes down to it. And uh, hopefully he has to decide, you know, pretty soon which, which direction the team wants to go. Because we talked the other day about what Bob Myers said and the rebuild versus a retool. This team doesn't look like it's in a position to tank. Like, right. and it's not a, it's not a buyer's market. I said that the other day and it's still, the Warriors are talking about selling as Sham yeah. said it today. Everyone but Steph is probably going to be, there's probably going to be trade calls for everyone except yeah. Steph because the Warriors are listening. So if this is a, if there's a year to maybe trade one or two guys, you're not going to turn the whole roster over this year is my point. Right. So I'm not looking at the number one pick. I'm just looking at just being a top 14 so you can keep your pick. Yeah, yeah. I, de- I definitely think so. And uh, I think every year you got to look to improve your roster. And uh, I don't know if, you know, if the Bulls did that this year. They made some some good key pieces, but still with injuries and all that kind of stuff, it's not really, you know, um, making it out on the, on the win-loss column. Yeah, I said it, I think I said it a few weeks ago. What happened, what they did this year, this offseason, felt like should have happened last offseason. It right. feels like they were a year behind. Yeah. And I know, and I know Lonzo got hurt. Trust me, I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. But you're a year behind what you should be. And now right. you're in a bad position. And these next few games, more winnable games, you got golden state at San Antonio, that second half of a back-to-back at Cleveland. And then at Toronto winning games is important. I don't want to minimize that. Cause we talk about that all the time. I don't want them to get in a losing mentality, but the trade deadline is looming. It's not, it shouldn't be about the playoffs. I don't think, I don't think, there's that much optimism around this team, at least from the fan base. Yeah. The optimism about this team being a playoff team is not there. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, they're definitely probably not a playoff team. Um, and like I said, if this this injury didn't happen, they probably maybe going in a different direction, different direction, and probably tank. Um, but like I said, they're they're playing inspired basketball right now, and I don't I don't see them tanking now. I think it's uh, the tanking stuff is all uh, is, is behind this left, but making making a couple moves here and there to improve the roster to improve. Uh, you know, the, the bench and, and the starting line can, can definitely happen. Yeah, Bill Simmons came out and called the Bulls a top six team in the East, and I think I disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> if they're top six, they're probably number six. Right. And I don't, I, I don't think that that, that feels like an overreaction to the way they've been playing, and I don't want the front office to get into that. I'm trying, I really try to think, like again, I've said it before. I'm terrible at chess. It's a game of chess. You're trying to think big picture, two steps ahead. Right. And I, I'm looking at this. You got if Demar's contract had another year, okay, maybe you make a run as last year and reassess in the offseason. His contract's up. Yeah. So you're gonna pay him. Or if you're gonna pay him, what is that gonna do for the rest of the guys on the team? Are you gonna move anyone? I still want it. To, I want to take someone in the draft. There's no excuse to go two yeah. years without a first round pick. Yeah, they definitely need a pick this year because, like I said, you know Patrick Williams hasn't really panned out to be what we all thought he would. Um, we definitely, we definitely need need a draft pick to try to you know maybe build around that guy or someone else on the roster now. And there have been rumors out there. I saw, uh, I think our guys at Bleacher Nation wrote something. I, I think it was Hoops Hype said the Bulls. They were talks about Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter when the Zach Levine to the Kings rumors were coming around. I'd be fine with something like that like a Kevin Herter type Harrison Barnes a you know veteran presence holder player I'm focused more on Kevin Herter like yeah. if you the younger guys if you can bring in some young talent yeah that's a trade-off 
like, okay, yeah. I'll suck it up and not complain as much about the yeah. lack of capital. But if you bring in like some young studs who can contribute for multiple years, then you're, we're changing the conversation. It's a matter of what they yeah. can get. Yeah, I definitely think so. Like I said, I, I never wanted to do a trade or I think you should do a trade just to do a trade to get right. people back. You got to have get people back that can, uh, you know, affect your roster and help your team, you know, right away. I think a guy like Kevin Herter can because uh, definitely Bulls need shooting and that's definitely what he's good at. Uh, he plays defense too, plays hard. So I definitely think that's a, that's a that would be a good trade. Yeah, and there's going to be more of this. There's It's yeah. January 11th we're recording this. The deadline is three-ish, three weeks away from today, I think. And it's gonna it's gonna start getting louder because here's a like a little rumor roundup, I guess, because there are there's still some chatter. Dejounte Murray's name has been mm-hmm. thrown around, and this is Woj saying this. This isn't like Joe Johnny Blogger on something net. This is Woj, mm-hmm. who said the Hawks are listening, and it feels like they've gone as far as they can with the Dejounte and Trey backcourt. Yeah, San Antonio has been thrown around. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if DeJounte right. Murray ends up back in San Antonio? <laughs> but That'd be crazy. <laughs> the fact that he's on the market tells you, okay, maybe he's the biggest domino and Zach might not be a factor in this. Right. Yeah, I think someone has to, something has to happen. You know, uh, I mean, a lot of guys probably aren't happy right now. A lot of teams aren't happy. Uh, they took a chance in, in doing certain things, certain matchups. And uh, I'm a big believer that small guards never work. I think you always got to have a big and a small to kind of pair up together to, you know, hopefully get you to that championship or deep and make a deep playoff run. So small guards, I feel like in today's basketball never work for me. Uh, you need bigger guards because it's, it's a bigger, bigger, uh, big, bigger league basketball game. The idea of DeJounte and Trey was fun when it happened. I actually thought you could trade off the defensive issues with that because they could be so potent and high powered. It just did. It did I don't know if it was the Nate McBillan situation was weird. And then yes. Quinn Snyder came in mid year. That was weird. Maybe mm. the coaching thing played a role in that. I'm a big fan of DeJounte Murray. And I yeah. think it was a fun experiment. Like you said, it's a couple smaller guys. But DeJounte being on the move, that's a big name if teams are going to start making calls on him. And I, if he gets out of the East, I'd be happy. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I think it's a fun fun lineup to watch. But, uh, you know, to, to get me to the championship or a deep playoff run i'm, I'm going to take a big and a small every time or a big and a yeah big and a small every time instead of two smalls and that's why it feels like they've gone as far as they can this is Woj saying that like Woj yeah, said, yeah. It, the sense is they've gone as far as they can with those two and the the irony in that and i thought i did i see something maybe was it a joke or was it the pistons could be interested in jeremy grant all these guys <laughs> that just got moved because they time Back is a flat circle yeah. i mean it's <laughs> Jimmy Butler back the Bulls, maybe. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. That's a joke. <laughs> but it's just that that it's a weird market right yeah. now because you've got a bunch of teams that are kind of in the middle of this whole thing because the standings are jam-packed in both conferences. But there's not much appetite for buyers. It's just the sense we're, again, three and a half, four weeks out. Yeah, I think everyone is looking to make a move and wants to make a move. They just don't know when or or what, and, uh, you know, they don't want to make a move, like I said, just to make one and then end up regretting it in a, in a year or two. Well, someone else that might be moving players is the Warriors. <clears throat> I mentioned that earlier. Uh, Shams went on FanDuel today and said everyone but Steph is available, or at least they're <laughs> listening on everybody but Steph. So I knew, you knew the dynasty was over in its current state. But 
the fact that everyone but Steph is either available or they're listening on them, I did not expect that. Yeah, I didn't expect it either, but I definitely think, you know, this dynasty definitely is over. I feel like the uh, only person that's going to retire at Warrior is Steph. Um, everyone else is going to get traded, you know, has to move on. Uh, it's definitely, you know, going to be a sad day, I'm sure, for all Warriors fans, but it's just the reality reality of it all. Um, uh, all these dynasties eventually do fall. <laughs> there was a question posed, I think it was ESPN, if they don't sell, could Zach Levine be an option in Golden State? I think Zach would be a great fit for the Warriors. I think he plays uh, at a fast pace, up and down tempo, because uh, he's from the West Coast. Uh, I think he would pair great with Steph because of his shooting, his playmaking ability, and uh, he's also a high flyer. Yeah, that would be a change, I feel like, because I feel like Clay, going from, I mean, it, it feels like Clay's done, right? Yeah. In Golden State. So going from Clay to Zach, it's a different style because Clay is such a lethal three-point shooter like i think he would be your top scoring option on any other team that's how high highly i think of clay with zach it would be more of the he can pass when he needs to he's more of the catch and shoot type and the decision making is the biggest difference for me so yeah it's it's the warrior situation in general is interesting but if zach if that comes up that idea give me kaminga (laughs) i mean i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say it bluntly give me kaminga if that happens yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, I definitely would love, love Kaminga. He's a up and coming player. I feel like uh, definitely hasn't had his like chance to really blossom or, or let out his shell because he's around those uh, those big name players. But I definitely think he he can definitely help this team. Yeah, and there's reporting out there that he might not be happy with what's going on in Golden State, and that was weird when that came out. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I mean, he's a young guy, so yeah. you're trying you're trying to find your way in the league. And if he's unhappy with what's going on at Golden State, that's just – I'm not saying he has, doesn't have a right. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it was weird, the timing of it, with where he's at in his career. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think I can probably see where he's coming from. You know, maybe – I think this is his third year maybe. Uh, yeah. Just just him not being able to, you know, really maybe, maybe be able to do the things that he wants to do because he's in these guys' shadow. And, uh, I mean, I guess he has every right to be mad, but these guys are have earned their right to be – the, the names and the play that they do because they, they won championships and, you know, MVPs and stuff like that. So it's definitely tough playing probably in their shadow. Yeah. You talk about a team that when you add young pieces to it, you might not necessarily need the firepower. That team was still loaded when Kaminga yeah. came on, like they were still mm-hmm. in the middle of the dynasty and yeah. now those days are over, but if they're not going to use him as a future piece, if they want to, if they want to take on Zach's contract, if they end up, shedding some money and they can bring on Zach. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take it. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. one of those two. I talk about draft picks. The trade-off I'll use with draft picks is if you can get a guy that'll be around for a few years, right. he is a guy who can be around for a few years. Oh yeah. He can be around for a long time. He's a, he's a guy you build your, your franchise around. He's a uh, definitely athletic uh, jump shot, you know, needs to improve, but I think uh, he's, he, he can make plays out there and, and that's what he does. And that's the name. We'll, uh, that'd be a more of a deeper dive if those rumors are actually there's any substance to it. This is just speculation because it is you you would think the market would start taking shape here in the next I'd say couple of weeks. You've got to have teams figuring out where they're at. And I look at what's Detroit gonna do. That's a lot of young talent, a lot of cheap talent because they're on rookie deals. Right. That's a that situation up there. That's a so many losses. <laughs> so many young yeah. guys. Like that 
that's a team I feel like when we talk about teams that can move players, what are they going to do? Like, do you just take a chance and re- and restock your your picks? Or, I mean, look at Washington. Charlotte doesn't sound like they're taking calls on LaMelo. Or if there was a Terry Rogier, maybe was the other one. Or Brandon Miller. I'm sorry. It was LaMelo Ball and Brandon Miller. Obviously, you keep those two. Yeah. Like, they're, the teams that are toward the bottom here, they've got a lot of young talent. Right. Not a lot your big stars that you can sell and get a lot back for. So it's an interesting market this year. And I hope it starts taking shape soon. Yeah, I think it will. Like I said, as soon as you get closer to the deadline, you know, you'll start hearing more rumors. I feel like, and uh, maybe some pieces will fall, start to fall. And uh, it just needs one domino to fall and down goes, uh, down goes the building. (laughs) Yeah. I was surprised the uh, Ananobi trade wasn't like going to kick off a little more. And there were rumors about Siakam with Pascal Siakam and the Kings and, it was there and then it wasn't there. And now there's, he could be the next piece. Now DeJounte's name is being thrown out there. Now you're starting to hear chatter about, okay, what could these teams do? I think a team like Atlanta is in an interesting position. They're a half game back at the 10th seed in the East, but they're also six games under 500. That's yeah. another question. Are you going to, it's the same thing I had with the Bulls. Are you going to win a championship with your roster in its current state? I right. argue no. And that's why you need to start fielding trade calls and build for the future. Yeah, Atlanta definitely has to make a move. Uh, they, like you said, they've tried that experiment long enough, and it's got to move on for it. Uh, and, and definitely, you know, you want Trey Young as your centerpiece, but what can you pair around him that's gonna, you know, get you to that next level or to that, you know, deep playoff run? Exactly. Maybe a bigger guard. Um, Maybe. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I love Trey Young. Like I did. I at first I wasn't sure about him in the draft just because he was put on a show at Oklahoma. That draft was an interesting draft, and I was I was kind of finding my way into the NBA space at that point in terms of like talking right. about it all the time. Now it's like, okay, he would have been really nice to have from a facilitator standpoint. And it just comes down to winning right. at that point. So there's a, there's a lot of conversations you can have about hindsight being 2020, et cetera, et cetera. But Atlanta's in a unique spot. Toronto's in a unique spot. I would argue that jazz are in a unique spot because they're, they're, these teams are all on that border of mm-hmm. play in versus outside. And the Golden State, three games under, a lot going on out there in more ways than one with the Draymond stuff. Memphis just lost John Morant for the year. Yeah. They also just lost as of right before we recorded. Marcus Smart is out probably six weeks. Yeah. Finger injury. Memphis is in a unique spot. These next couple of weeks, I think we're going to learn a lot about who's all in and who's right. ready to kind of start looking ahead to next year. Yeah, injuries, you know, can really make or break your season. I feel like especially you have more than one uh, with like Memphis. Uh, they were kind of starting to, you know, roll with John Rand back and uh, winning some games and just having his energy back around the locker room and the team. And then you get both of these guys out. So it's definitely going to be tough, but you know, it's going to be a lot of a lot of teams uh, taking shape these next few weeks to see exactly, like you said, what they're going to do for the future or they're going to stay and put. And one of those teams that's going to be assessing a lot is the Bulls. And please don't get into this. We're going to win a championship. <laughs> I do not <laughs> – I get the argument for it. I do, but you've got to look ahead and looking ahead. You're not, you're not, you're a year too late for that. And I don't know, this is going to be, this is going to be one of the more interesting deadlines in terms of, you don't know what's going to happen. That's kind of the, that's how I'm kind of approaching it. And that's why we do the, I'm doing so much rumor talk is because we don't know what's going to happen. So you got to kind of cover your bases in a way. Yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah. It definitely makes it fun to talk about it, but uh, I think the Bulls are going to win a championship, Nick. 
okay. I'll trust you. You're the expert. You played the Don't league. Trust me. I'm just joking. <laughs> Man, I, if, if I hear Arturis come out after doing nothing at the deadline and I hear continuity, I'm going to go scorched. Him. I told you that the other day. No, I'm done. No more continuity. This, this, there's no more room for continuity. All right. This Bad enough. I heard about it from the Bears on Wednesday during their press conferences. It's continuity this, continuity that. No, enough. Yeah, this roster, this roster needs a revamp. And uh, I think everyone knows it, you know, the fan base, the coaches, uh, it's just not the, the, the correct roster for what Billy Dalman wants to do. But again, it's not a revamp in terms of tear it all down. You've just got to move on from your big money guys. Yeah, yeah. Just a few pieces here and there. Yeah. And maybe you throw Lonzo in on one of these deals. Like, right. There's a lot that can go into it, but it's not, I don't think it's a full teardown. I think it's just you've got to clear some space. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's part of the ongoing conversation we'll have over the next couple of weeks here is the Bulls try try to heat up, is what it seems like. They're getting back to full strength. Uh, we'll be back here next week. No show on Tuesday, barring any unforeseen. If anything happens, if any trade happens, we'll have some sort of content for you. But barring the unforeseen, we'll be back here next Friday recapping the full week. Hopefully we have some news of some kind. It's I keep saying it's way, way, way too quiet. <laughs> Hopefully that changes. It's a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls. You're on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV. 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline and buy our shirt. Jordan Pippen, 90 at the last dance, shop.believe.com. CJ, another interesting show. Like I said, this team's trying to get hot. We'll see if they stay hot. Favorable stretch coming up here. They can string some wins together. Yeah, big stretch. You know, just one game at a time, like I always say, and uh, hopefully they can get that win. 3-0 and so far in these five games. You said they'd go 5-0. and Hey, I'm almost there. Halfway there. We, we will <laughs> reassess that next week, depending on what happens with the Golden State and San Antonio game. I And w- whenever they play the Spurs, obligatory. Poor Vooch going up against <laughs> Wemby. I feel so bad for him. Wemby, I don't, I don't know what he's, he's going to do, but it's going to be a show either way. We'll see everybody back here next week. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.